0: Welcome to this podcast all about how best to manage change. Now, one thing is for certain, as a manager, as a leader, you'll 100% have to, at some point in your career, support others through change. So, what we'll do is we'll explore what change feels like for us Because through doing so, that'll create a little bit of self-awareness and will support us in some small way to better understand how others may also feel when it comes to change. But we'll also explore what change consists of, which will help us in supporting others to move from the old world into the new world. I'll introduce some models, tips and techniques that you can apply that will both support us and others through the process. And I'll also explore how to mitigate resistance undoubtedly there will be a range of people in your team, some who'll embrace the change and others who'll strongly oppose it. So it'll be good to identify what we need in our toolbox as managers and leaders to bring those who are excited with us and support those who need reassurance. Let me begin then and just throw a few questions your way. Think about a time when you've experienced some form of change, ideally work-related. What was it? What was the experience like? What, did, what emotions did you go through? However you answered, all of us go through similar emotions, albeit to a lesser or greater extent. And I can say that with confidence, because research by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross identified a process of feelings each of us go through. And although her research was primarily focused on our responses to bereavement, the outputs are 100% applicable to our individual management of change. So, here we are again on a podcast that would benefit from a visual element too. So, for this bit, I'd recommend you Google the change curve, and it'll make describing this a whole lot easier for you. Now, obviously, I don't know which example you'll be looking at, but there'll be two axes. The emotional response will be the vertical axis, and the time it takes us to get through the change will be the horizontal along the bottom there. OK, before I talk through the change curve, it's worth highlighting very few of us have just one element of change going on in our worlds. Chances are we've changed happening in a number of areas of our life. So consider this change curve being applicable for each area of change. So in effect, we've multiple change curves going on, impacting us in a variety of different ways, both personally and professionally. The positive, though, our personal experience of these different forms of change will likely be somewhat different from person to person. So, as the model suggests, for some, the emotional response could be extreme, while for others, barely noticeable. For some, it could take a while to make the way through each of these stages, while for others, it could be almost over as soon as it begins. Now, what I'll do is I'll bring this change curve alive. So let's just imagine, for example, that you have had an offer accepted on your first new home. So you've got huge levels of excitement. You can't believe that you're going to be moving into your dream home one day soon. Then finally, you get to move in and you experience a honeymoon period, appreciating your newfound freedom. However, over time, levels of uncertainty begin to creep in. Can I pay this bill? What if something breaks and I can't afford to fix it? which then leads us to become somewhat discouraged. Oh, I can't believe this stupid home is limiting my life so much. I can't afford to socialise. All my money goes on maintenance. I can't even afford to have holidays anymore. Now, for different people, it can take a different period of time to be able to get out of this stuck feeling when you're utterly discouraged. Then, finally, when we've had enough of literally beating ourselves up, We move on to accepting our circumstances. Yeah, things suck. And yeah, I can't do what I once did, but I have got my freedom. And I can, over time, make changes to the property that I've always dreamed of. So now you begin to explore new options. Perhaps you can turn that side hustle into generating more money. Or perhaps look for a new job, or perhaps rent out a room. Which, of course, over time then builds your confidence. Of course, not all change can be classed as positive, Let's just imagine that there's an announcement that your work, that your department will be going through changes and that you may well be impacted. Clearly, this has the potential to invoke quite a negative emotional response. A, what the hell moment? You know, utter shock as you kind of process this news as a sense of utter disbelief. Oh my God, I so wasn't expecting that. Which then leads into denial. Ah, oh, actually, hold on. I remember my boss telling me that I'll be totally safe, even if changes ever did happen. And when you discover that perhaps wasn't entirely true, you'll see that this change curve then joins the other change curve. And depending upon the length of time it takes you to accept that you can't control the uncontrollable, just the way you think and act, you'll finally begin to come out the other side stronger and more capable of responding to future change in more effective ways. So as a manager and leader of change, what can you take away from this? How can you use this new knowledge to support others through change? Of course, even being armed with this knowledge won't stop others resisting change. So what do we do about that? Clearly that's a behaviour we'll need to handle skillfully. Question then, why do people resist change? The answer may lie within why at times you resist change. And in no particular order, it tends to be one of these. A lack of awareness as to why change is coming uncertainty as to how it's specifically going to impact upon someone's job role. Perhaps they've had a previously crappy workplace experience of change, so that's likely to be playing on their mind. Or there's also potentially a perceived lack of adequate support from the business, or even confidence in you as their manager to guide them through the change. And lastly, of course, an understandable fear of a loss of their job. The question is, how will you handle this? What is it that convinces people to embrace change? Got any ideas? For starters, listen. Go out of your way to better understand what each individual's concerns are. Then try to shift the focus more onto the what's changing rather than their fear of how they'll cope. The coping bit you can reassure about because you're here for them, right? Then it's about finding ways to show how they'll benefit in the long term. But the important thing here is to keep it real. Don't make stuff up. Now, I'm going to assume as leader, you're an advocate for the change. So share your own passion for it and what it means for everyone. Now, there is a book I'd recommend here. Now, I say I'd recommend it's quite a dry read, but it does explore some important themes. Uh, The book is by William Bridges and it's called Managing Transitions. One particular area of this book that I think is worth highlighting is the premise that it's not the change that's the issue. It's the transition from the old world into the new world. From a psychological perspective, what is change? It's this feeling of losing something. Do you like that? Huh, I know I don't. And probably fair to say others generally don't like it either. Hence the resistance. So what the research from William Bridges goes on to say is that you'll potentially have some people in your team that need to see the light, all the shiny, amazing new things that are going to benefit them when the change is complete. But you'll also have some who need to feel the heat. They're going to need to know the possible consequences if the business fails to act or gets left behind by the competition. So what is it that you can do? What tools are there that you can tap into to ensure you're doing all you can to support others? First up, create awareness change is coming. Then ask yourself, what is it you can do to create a sense of excitement? Then it's about asking yourself, what new information, what new knowledge, what new skills will be required for others to feel confident in their new world? And how will you actually make that happen? And of course, there's the final bit. If you think that people aren't going to want to return to their old ways of doing things, you're probably kidding yourself. So how are you going to ensure that the new way sticks? So I'd encourage you now Pause this podcast. Ask yourself those questions. What is it you can tap into or organise to bring to people's attention that change is coming? Secondly, what is it that you can do to create a level of excitement and build a sense of positive anticipation about the changes? And what needs to be considered regarding the knowledge and future skills required? And what is it you need to put in place to provide the opportunity for people to practise and build upon those skills? And finally... What is it that you can introduce, create or take away to ensure that the change remains the new way of doing things? So what I'm going to share now are some real life examples of what's worked for me, but also what others have shared with me when I've delivered this podcast in the form of a training course when I've been with others face to face, which is what I do normally day to day. So first up, creating an awareness as in, hey, everybody, change is coming. You might want to think about presentations, workshops, consulting with those people that are going to be impacted, focus groups, newsletters, updates on the internet, town hall meetings. Now we've also got to think about building excitement. That might involve you having to get a little bit creative, perhaps looking into how you can offer new benefits or incentive schemes linked to the change, perhaps highlighting the new skills an individual will develop or the additional promotional opportunities that will arise. Of course, you're going to need to think about the support that's going to need to be required to ensure the knowledge and skills are in place so that your team members are going to feel confident operating in the new world. Well, here there's obviously training, be it in the form of one-to-one or perhaps from a group perspective, maybe There's a secondment opportunity to be able to tap into to develop new skills or maybe even a mock-up of the processes or perhaps a simulation. How about allowing time off for others to practice new skills or maybe even a coaching programme to support their development? And then, of course, there's the piece around reinforcing the change that's taken place. And that might look like spot tests or incentive schemes for continuing to work in the new way. So everything we've explored so far, I suppose, is what you could describe as best practice. In fact, there's a change consultancy called Prosky who identified four skill sets to master to become an effective change leader. Guess what they are? Number one, be a great communicator. Number two, that you are a role model so that others see you as an advocate for the change. Number three, to be comfortable in coaching others. And four that you're capable of managing resistance to change. So let's explore that final one, resistance to change. Think about your team right now. Is it fair to say some are likely to be reasonably positive when it comes to their reaction to change, while there's others who are perhaps gonna be less so? Well, typically there's five sets of behaviors you're likely to experience. So what I'll do, I'll briefly highlight what they are, and you can consider what approach to take should you experience any of these. So there are those that are supportive, so they'll cooperate, but they're probably not going to be considered true ambassadors for the change. Then there's those who aren't convinced one way or the other, they're kind of sitting on the fence. Then you've got those who are pretty cynical with a, yeah, 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 been there, done that kind of attitude, maybe from a long-term employee, so didn't work before, so it ain't going to work this time kind of mindset. Of course, you'll also have those who are deeply anti the change, so they're going to do whatever they can to express their deep disapproval and probably go about bad-mouthing things to others. But it's not all negative. You'll also have the champions, so they'll be you know super excited, open-minded, and can't wait for the changes to happen. So, have you handled any of those before? And how about those that you haven't? What's your approach going to be? Have a little think about it. Okay, welcome back. Here goes. If someone's supportive but not exactly going out of their way to seeing it from the treetops, recognise what they are supportive of. Ask for their opinions, tap into their experience, open up opportunities for them to be a part of the early stages of change so they can go from being supportive to an advocate. For those that aren't entirely convinced... Go out of your way to better understand why they're undecided. So provide answers where you can, and then paint a picture of the exciting new world that awaits. And that may involve joining the dots for someone so they can actually see the bigger picture. What about those team members who are massively unsupportive? So hugely cynical. Probably fair to say it's not always an easy one. Option one might be to get them involved in some of the stuff that's actually happening. That way they can get to kind of touch, feel, and see stuff that's going on. Or option two is to find additional ways to engage and inspire them. What is it that will convince them, persuade or influence them that things will be different this time? Then you've got those people who will actively go out of their way to badmouth the change. Now a start here is to perhaps look at what you can do to resolve the concerns being raised. And if you can't do that, at least try empathising. And I think what's important here is that you express that you can understand from their perspective why they're feeling the way that they are, but things will be different this time. And if that doesn't work, it may require a tough conversation and you just may need to be just mindful of the interaction that they are having with others. Now, let's lighten the mood, though. I've left the best till last. Those who are totally up for the change, your change champions, for want of a better word. First up, definitely recognise and reward them. And this might look like greater engagement with them, perhaps offering them the opportunity to work with others to win over those who aren't as bought in as them. What can be a really powerful thing is giving them information to share with others as change ambassadors, a form of elevation and status, so they're kind of privy to information that others aren't. One of the most important things to remember, though, whatever you do with your change champions, don't disappoint them, because breaking this trust can be hugely demotivating and has the potential to damage the buy-in for any future change too. To summarise, in many ways, the key things to remember are we're all going through change all of the time, be it in our professional worlds or in our personal worlds. Change is a process, and it's got distinct phases, and of course, everybody's going to be going through different stages at different times. So that's it. The end of the podcast series on leadership. I trust you feel it's been of value. This entire podcast, by the way, has also been created as lessons, which you'll find on udemy.com. Just type my name in the search. You'll also find other training courses on my website, tomdunman.com, and these range from the workplace themes explored here, but simply expanded upon, plus personal development lessons covering a huge range of themes, from creating your own personal brand to developing new habits. And of course... All of these are also available as podcasts as well. So please go check them out. Which just leads me to say, thank you so much for investing your time in this podcast series. I am hugely grateful. Plus, of course, feel free to forward them to others who you feel may benefit from them. And good luck in your journey to become an even greater manager and leader. Hopefully speak to you soon. Cheers.